0: Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick LeGrand, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Bargain offer, an offer never made before on Glowcoat. Buy two cans of Johnson's 1949 Glowcoat and you'll save 29 to 49 cents. It all depends on which size you prefer, pint or quart. Both ways, you make a big saving. So see your Johnson dealer tomorrow. He'll have the special twin-can bargain package ready for you. And one of those cans will cost you only one-half the regular price. You buy one pint at regular price, and you get a twin pint at half price. You buy one quart at regular price, and you get a twin quart at half price. And use Johnson's Glow Coat on your linoleum and floors. See the new 1949 glow. Then if you're not convinced that the new Glow Coat is the finest self-polishing wax you've ever used, mail the remaining full can to S.C. Johnson & Son, Incorporated, Racine, Wisconsin, and we'll refund the full amount you paid for both cans and your postage, too. Now, everybody likes beauty in the kitchen. Everybody likes a real bargain. Now you get both. You save 29 cents on every pair of pints, 49 cents on every pair of quarts, and every drop is wonderful 1949 Broco. If you had just received a letter from a local law firm telling you that an uncle in England had died and left you a thousand pounds sterling, I'll bet you'd read the letter twice to make sure you weren't dreaming. Maybe you'd even have your wife read it, too, like Mr. McGee of Fibber McGee and Molly.
1: Read it again, Molly. Read that last part again.
2: I'm glad to, dearie. This is the first letter you've ever gotten from a that didn't start off, you are hereby summoned to appear.
1: <laughs> Go on, read it again. Read that beautiful prose.
2: Well, it says, As one of the legatees in the will of your late uncle... Colonel Sir Chutney McGee of Bristol, England, you... Uh, just read the
1: last part. Skip Uncle Chutney, kiddo. Read the part about the dough again.
2: Well, it says, You have been willed 1,000 pounds sterling, which...
1: That's it. That's the part.
2: ...which will be delivered to you by bonded messenger this afternoon. Wow. Heavenly days. That's $4,000, McGee. Oh boy, Oh,
1: boy, oh, boy. Four Gs. Ah, dear old Uncle Chutney. <laughs> I wish I'd known him better. In fact, I wish I'd known him at all. He lived in England all my life.
2: Isn't he the one we read about a few years ago, dearie? When he was knighted or benighted or something? Yeah,
1: that's him. He got so many knighthoods and stuff, he had calluses on his shoulders from being hit with the flat of a sword. (laughs) Ah, dear old Uncle Chut. My favorite uncle.
2: When did he become your favorite uncle? The minute
1: I read this letter. (laughs) 4000 bucks, Boy, he must Hey, I wonder if I inherit his title, too. His what? His title. Maybe he left me his title. They hand those things down, too, you know. Oh,
2: not down this far, sure. <laughs> well,
1: I'll ask that lawyer when he gets here this afternoon. Gee whiz, wouldn't that be something? I might even have to go to England to get my knighthood. Sir Fibber McGee. <laughs> How's that sound, kiddo? Terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess it... Oh, hey, I got it. Sir Quentin Fawnsby McGee the Third. That's it. Yeah. Oh dear. Look, sweetheart. I say by Jove, old girl, that's a jolly fine title, lot. <laughs> Sir Quentin Fawnsby McGee the Third. That's a bit of all right, don't you know? Ripping, really.
2: They what? For an old Peoria boy. A Peoria boy who's getting older by the minute.
1: Now this is. the... Uh-oh. Who's
2: that? Some sort of tradesman, your lordship. The janitor from the Elks, to be exact.
1: Well, let us be pleasant to the chap, my dear. Won't you treat one's menials firmly but decently, you know? I do wish the blighter would use the tradesman's entrance, but... uh... Oh.
3: (laughs) Come in.
2: Good morning, Ollie. Come in.
1: morning, messrs. Hello, McGee. I say, my good fellow, it's quite nice you popping in like this. Ripping, really. I'd ask you to sit down, but one simply doesn't with tradesmen, you know. Tradition, you understand?
4: Right ho. That, that's strong, missus.
2: Well, he just got word that he's been mentioned in his uncle's will, Ollie. His English uncle left him something.
4: Quake. Better to leave him his adenoids. <laughs> My boy Lars has got him, too, missus. Adenoids? No, uncle's in England. <laughs> I'll have an anger in myself before I come to Vistful Whistler.
1: <laughs> well, very interesting. But I'm quite busy at the mall. May have to pop off to jolly old London for a fortnight. The estate, you know, may have to pop off any time. Yeah, always popping off. <laughs> you don't have to
4: pop off for me, McGee. At the Alps, I'm the janitor for wages. But here, I'm just donating my time.
3: <laughs>
2: No, he means he may have to go to England, Oli, although I doubt it myself. Did you say you used to live in England?
4: Sure, I work in London for a long time, Mrs. I make good living working on the piers. On the piers, eh? Were you a freight handler? No, I would do massage
1: for House of Lords. Oh? Huh? <laughs> All my customers was piers. <laughs> well, you might just pass the word along at the club, my good man. Tell them I may be d- detained in England for a fortnight. <laughs> may decide to run over to Scotland for the grouse
4: shoot. Sure, I tell him.
1: If you get back from the grouse shoot, you come to the
4: barbershop Saturday night, McGee, and we have a crap shoot.
3: A <laughs> uh,
1: quaint sort of chap, don't you know? Rather
2: an odd fellow for an elk.
3: <laughs>
2: for goodness sakes, Jerry, relax. You don't have to impress me. I'm already impressed with that $4,000. Or I will be when I see it. Hey, wouldn't
1: it be terrific, though, if I did inherit a title, Molly? Turn out to be a knight or something? Sir Quentin Follinsby McGee the Third Knight of the Bath?
3: <laughs>
2: Incidentally, knight.
1: Huh?
2: Did you fix the handle on the shower? It drips all the time, and our water bill won't...
1: Oh, hey, here comes Wimp. Wait till I tell him about Uncle Chutney leaving me. oh
2: Come in. Oh, hello there, Mr. Wimple. Hi, Wimp. Hello, folks.
5: My gracious, I saw the most exciting thing this morning. I was in the woods with my bird book, and guess what?
1: Well, that's interesting, Wimp, but I just got word my rich uncle died in England.
5: Yes, sir. I heard this strange noise, and I looked into a clump of elderberries, and there it was.
1: Uncle Chutney. Rich uncle
5: died just imagine a beak like an eagle wings like a hummingbird and feet like a duck
2: heavenly days what kind of a bird was that
5: it was three birds an eagle a hummingbird and a duck (laughs) what's new with you mr mcgee
1: me? Oh, ho, ho, nothing. Nothing at all. At least nothing exciting like your news.
2: We did hear today that Mr. McGee's uncle died in England and left us $4,000, Mr. Wimple. Yeah.
5: Oh, my. Wasn't that thoughtful of him? I had an uncle who died once.
2: Once
1: is usually enough. <laughs>
5: did he leave much dough, Wimple? Well, he left all he had, of course. Doesn't everybody?
3: <laughs>
5: $12, I think it was. The only thing that bothers me about Uncle Chutney's
1: will, Wimp, I may have inherited his title, too. I may have to go to England to get knighted
5: or something. Oh, that's wonderful, Mr. McGee. How will you go? Fly? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, if he goes, he'll take a boat, Mr. Wimple.
5: Although, personally... Yep,
2: I'll take a boat to Livell, Wimp, and then I'll...
5: A, bo- a boat to where?
1: Livell. L-I-V-E-R-P-O-L. Livell. English pronunciation, you know. And then a train to Sampton, maybe. Uh, uh, Sampton? S-O-U-T-H-H-A-M-P-T-O-N. Sampton. (laughs)
3: Yes.
5: (laughs) And then a tram to London. Oh. I see. Well, I'd better run along now, folks. Suisse is expecting me. Sweet? You mean Oh you're... yes. My dear old wife, Slaw
3: Well you
0: Officer and Rosewood Spinnet.
1: we can't get over the idea of being a member of the British nobility.
2: I'll bet the British are a little upset about it, too. <laughs> you know, dear, you never told me you had noble relatives in England. Oh, I
1: got lots of them. Did I ever tell you about the Marquis, McGee?
2: No, but Marquis is quite a nice title.
1: Oh, this guy ain't a nobleman. He's just a ham actor. Oh? They call him the Marquis because he hangs out in front of theaters.
3: <laughs>
1: All lit up. <laughs> Another relative
2: of mine Visitors, your lordship, are we receiving today?
1: Probably just one of my tenants, or maybe the vicar. Ask them in. Do.
2: <laughs> good of you, old beggar. Come in. Oh, it's his honor, the mayor, McGee. Do come in, Mr. Mayor. Thank
6: you, Molly. Hello, McGee. Hi, Latree. Have you heard the good news? What good news?
2: I may go to England
1: to live.
6: Well, that really is good news, McGee. Though <laughs> so we'll miss Molly. Oh, well,
1: thanks.
2: Huh? He just inherited some money from a relative in England, Mr. Mayor. Colonel Sir Chutney McGee.
1: My uncle. I'll probably be Sir Quentin Pollinsby, McGee III, LaDriv. Don't know yet whether I inherit the title or not. Well, you'll probably
6: meet some of my people over there, McGee. Mm-hmm. My great-uncle is Sir Hector Ladrivier, Count of Fourteen.
2: Count of Fourteen? What a strange title.
6: Yes. Yes, they call him the Long Count. LAUGHTER Great sportsman rides to the hounds. Oh, fine sport, hound riding. <laughs> you ride horses and you fox fun. Well, but fox hunting is what I was referring to. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you ever do
2: any fox hunting with trivia? Yes,
6: yes, just last night, in fact. Oh?
2: Fox hunting at night? Where, for goodness sake?
6: At the country club dance. Miss Tremaine couldn't find her silver fox, and Dr. Gamble and I hunted all over the club for
2: it.
3: <laughs>
6: Where was it? At the Bon Ton in storage. (laughs) Fifi is a trifle absent-minded at times, I find. Oh,
3: Oh. she
2: seems awfully sweet, though, Mr. Mayor. Uh, Where is she from, incidentally?
6: Fifi comes from an old southern
1: family, one of the FFVs. One of the what, Latif? FFVs, first families of Virginia.
3: How interesting. Oh,
1: that's nothing. I'm an old FLOP myself. (laughs) Families living in old Peoria.
3: <laughs>
6: well, I do congratulate you, McGee, and I'm sorry not to be able to witness your arrival in England. Thanks, boy. I've often wondered what a real clown would do for Piccadilly Circus.
3: Curio. My,
1: isn't he nice. Yeah, but he better be careful how he talks to a guy with a title.
2: <laughs>
1: if he called me a clown in England, I'd have him drawn and quartered.
2: Say, McGee, what is drawn? Of course, an
1: old British punishment. They draw a nasty picture of you and sell copies of it all over town for a quarter piece.
2: <laughs> you think you're going to like England, kiddo? Oh, I think so. And I'd like to stop over in Paris on our way. Yeah? You can't expect Lady McGee to attend the cinema in her old dotted Swiss. <laughs> Besides, I've been reading a lot about this new plunging neckline, and I'd like... Plunging to... neckline?
1: What's so new about that? My cousin Jake McGee had one of them in 1903 out in Utah.
2: Jake? Had a plunging neckline?
1: Yeah. He got hung for horse larceny.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, I had a lot of interesting relatives, old girl, but the British branch is really top-old. Now, Uncle Chutney, for Hello, Molly. Hi, pal.
2: Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Good
1: day, lad. Sporting of you to drop in. Won't be seeing much of you now, you know. Been jolly nice knowing you, though. Chin up and all that. Pip-pip. Puppo.
0: rather. who is he today, Molly? Arthur Treacher?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Wilcox,
2: you are maybe gazing at the new Sir Quentin Follinsby McGee III.
0: Gee,
1: should I put on my sunglasses? Just inherited part of Uncle Sir Chutney's estate, old chap. May have to go to England to assume my title. I say, old chap, we do hope
2: you can drop in at the
1: castle one day, old chap.
2: Look, uh, your lordship, hey. suppose we all drop our monocles and act like just plain old middle-class, middle-western, low-income, red-flannel Yankees.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Shall we?
2: Oh, that's for me, Molly.
0: Besides, I've seen him do better English down at the Elks on a pool ball. <laughs> But hey, look, pal, if you do take over your uncle's estate, remember something, will you? What was that, Ginny? Well, (laughs) when you're walking the halls of your ancestral castle and notice the scuffed and worn linoleum in the scullery... Tell your butler to tell the footman to tell the charwomen to give it the Johnson's glow coat treatment, will you?
2: Oh, a jolly good idea.
0: Yes, Junior. Carry on. (laughs) Because even even if you're to the manner born, the manner in which Johnson's self-polishing glow coat with the new glow can restore brilliance and beauty to worn and dreary linoleum with almost no effort is really noble. But really, old chap, discussing this with a tradesman... Just think, pal. With glow coat protecting, preserving, and beautifying the floors of your castle you can give your friends a royal welcome. Yes, but what has that got to do with Look, you know... (laughs) You know the old saying around Racine? Oh? Rags are royal raiment when worn for virtue's sake, but there's no excuse for dingy floors with the glow coat that we make. (laughs) And if I may go so far as something else I wanted to... Waxy. Yeah?
2: (laughs) We'll remember what you said, Mr. Wilcox. If and when we move into the old McGee Chateau... Every dungeon in the joint will be full of Johnson's product. Oh, thank
0: you, Molly. And pal, if you ever get over around Buckingham Palace, look up my cousin, Big Bridlepath Wilcox. Big Bridlepath Wilcox, eh? In charge of the royal horses, Junior? No, no. When they have a wedding in the garden, he mows the
3: lawn. Hmm.
0: Good day, Knight.
3: Yeah. I
1: can't get over this, Molly. 4000 bucks in a title from an uncle I never even seen. Colonel Sir Chutney McGee. Bless his old oatmeal. Bless his what? Oatmeal. Oh, that's how he made all his dough. Oh? Yeah, he was the oatmeal king of Great Britain. What? Yeah, he discovered a way to make synthetic oatmeal. Out of peat moss.
3: <laughs>
1: After the oatmeal was drained off, the liquid that was left smelled like old tweed, so he dipped suits in it and sold them to American tourists.
3: <laughs>
2: Well, that I believe. You had a $14 suit once that smelled like burnt oatmeal.
3: <laughs>
2: Hold the fort, dearie. I'm going upstairs and sort the Oh,
1: Okay, Tootsie Baby. Ah, oh, there goes a good kid. And what an addition to British nobility. I can just see her at a reception at the French embassy talking Swedish to the Hungarian ambassador and nobody knowing what anybody else is saying because she... Can... Come in.
7: Hi, mister.
1: Huh? Oh, hi, teeny. Oh, I'm glad to see you.
7: Well, I was. You are. Yeah. Hmm?
1: On account of I may not be seeing you much more. I might move to England.
7: Oh gee, England. Mm-hmm. My daddy spent the whole war in England, Mister. He was a lieutenant commander with an army. The lieutenant commander
1: belongs in the navy, sis.
7: Sure. <laughs> Boy, was he ever lost. sis. <laughs>
1: well, just so as <laughs> he got home, okay, he's all right,
7: sis. Oh, he's not home now, mister. He's downtown. Oh? He's helping out at the boys' club. He's teaching the kids ping-pong at the boys' club of America.
1: Oh,
7: he is, eh? He says, uh, Hmm?
1: I says he is, eh?
7: Who is? Your daddy. Yes, what?
1: Teaching ping-pong.
7: Who, too? The kids. Where?
1: At the boys' club. Of
7: America. I know it. <laughs> You know what, my daddy says, every neighborhood should have a boys' club, so kids will have some place to play besides in the street.
1: Well, that's right,
7: Teenie. He says there's all kinds of clubs, but when it comes to making good citizens out of kids, the neighborhood boys' club is the ace of clubs. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, are you really going to live in England, Mr. Whom, are you? It's,
1: It's very possible, sis. I'll bet you'd be surprised if I turned out to be a knight, too.
7: Do you mean like Sir Galahad and Sir Lancelot and little Sir Echo? Hmm.
1: <laughs> well, sort of, yes. It's quite an honor, you know. In England, a knight is entitled to the same deep respect that a rich used car dealer is over here. <laughs> know anything about the nobility, teeny?
7: Sure I do, I betcha. American nobility, anyway. American?
1: We got no American nobility, sis.
7: Oh, I bet you we have two. I bet you. Yeah. Gee, we got Count Basie and the Duke of Ellington and uh, King Paul and Queen for a Day and the Earl of Wilson.
1: <laughs> yeah, but those
3: people aren't. See, really... my
7: daddy loved England when he was there. Yeah. Even if he did bump into a lamppost in the fog one night and (laughs) knocked out a lot of teeth and he only had two days to get them fixed.
1: Well, I hope he managed to get some decent new choppers, sis.
7: Oh, sure. Except they're a little loose, though. Oh? He says his London Bridge keeps falling down. (laughs) Send me a postcard, mister. So long. The
0: King's Men and I wake up every morning. (laughs) Oh, <laughs>
8: Say you'll get...
1: That guy ought to be here with our dough pretty soon. I hope the lawyer brings it himself so I can find out about my title. If I get made a lord, that makes you a lady, you know.
2: And high time, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> but
1: title or no title, the things we can do with that 4,000 bucks, I'm going to cut a lick through this tomboy that... To...
2: here. dear, come in. Oh, it's Dr. Gamble, McGee. Hello, doctor.
1: Hello, my dear, and good day to you, Bucklewart. Look, tonsil snatcher, you might do well to use a little respect after this when you're talking to one of your peers You? Ha! You're built more like a breakwater than a pier, my boy (laughs) For your information, fatso, you're looking at one of the heirs to the fortune of my late great uncle Colonel Sir Chutney McGee of England Colonel Sir Watney (laughs) McCoo? Sir
3: Chutney
2: McGee, doctor, himself here's uncle Died in England and left him a thousand pounds sterling. Yeah. Being sent
1: to us this afternoon. And that ain't all, dockey I may have inherited his titles, too. You didn't know I had blue blood, did you, boy? No, I didn't. I always thought it was yellow.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Judging from the way you cringed the last time I took a fish hook out of your ear. Yeah, well, you may be talking to the future Sir Quentin me, McGee, the third. Knight of the Bath, Knight of the British Empire, Order of the Garter, KBE, PhD, PDQ, and... NBC. Bong oh, Bong Bong. That's all he needs, Molly, a phony title. Then he will be insufferable. What do you mean, insufferable? I suffer just as much as you do. <laughs>
2: I don't think he meant that, like you, well, Mickey.
1: who knows what he means. He'll sing a different tune when I go over there and get knighted. When I come back here with my knighthood on... Personally, McGee, I don't think just being knighted is enough for you, my boy I'd like to see you crowned in Someday I'm going to do it myself oh, Thank you, Doctor Will I show the society crowd in this town where I, when I come back here as a knight? When I walk into them formal dances at the country club in my iron pants with the stainless steel coat and my valet walking behind me carrying my helmet Oh, under...
2: no, McGee, no. Knights don't wear armor anymore.
1: They don't? My gosh, I thought look, all... Look, look, Sir Quentin, I can't take any more of this. Huh? As the picnicker said when the grasshopper jumped into the potato salad, this simply isn't cricket. <laughs> oh. Mark was English. If he plays cricket, he... Say, that guy ought to be here pretty soon with a dough, ought not he, Molly, with a no, dough? Well,
2: the letter just said this afternoon, and I haven't been out of earsight sight from the doorbell since we got it.
1: 4000 bucks, Boy, oh, boy. I just want to rub my hands through that long green stuff. Oh, here he comes. This is it, kiddo. Come in. You, Mr. McGee? Right you are, my good man. You, uh... You brought my legacy... Sign here, Mac. Sign the receipt first. Right, old. You brought the uh,
3: the
2: inheritance. The thousand pounds sterling.
6: Right on here, lady. Uh, you must know somebody in the oatmeal business, Mac.
1: Yes, uh,
2: huh?
6: Well, it's all yours now, Mac. Huh? A thousand pounds of sterling brand oatmeal.
3: <laughs> Half a ton of it.
6: I'll uh, dump it in the backyard, Mac. <laughs>
2: Where are you going? To the grocery. Huh? We'll need 200 pounds of sugar in the tank car of cream. What a
1: grueling experience.
0: River and Molly return in just a moment. I'll take that moment to remind you that for a limited time, the makers of Johnson's Wax are making this unprecedented bargain offer. You can get a can of Glow Coat, the wonderful new Glow Coat with the new glow, for one half its usual price when you buy another can at the regular price. That means a saving of 29 cents when you buy twin pints, 49 cents when you buy twin quarts. See your Johnson dealer tomorrow. You will not only get a brighter glow, a longer wearing glow on your linoleum and floors, you'll save money doing it.
2: Well, dearie, it looks like an oatmeal breakfast for us every day for many years. Mm-hmm. You don't seem surprised. Heavenly Days, you even seem happy about it. I am,
1: because now I know what that gypsy fortune teller meant at the Elk's Carnival last fall.
2: What did she say?
1: She said that before summer, you and I would have a long term connection with a morning cereal. Naturally I never meant. <laughs> <you>. Good
3: night. <laughs> Good night, Al.
0: Those fingerprints on your furniture got there by accident, but it'll take more than an accident to get them off. Then by all means, get Johnson's Cream Wax, the cream wax that cleans so quickly, dries so quickly, polishes so quickly that using it is practically as easy as dusting. With Johnson's Cream Wax, you can both clean and polish a big radio cabinet in less than two minutes. And that's because it not only cleans in a moment, it dries in a moment. What's more, there's no dust-catching oil in Johnson's Cream Wax. So tomorrow... Clean and polish all your furniture to lustrous beauty. Do it with the fastest furniture polish you can buy. Johnson's Cream Wax. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.